story that begins at verse 22. When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple. But worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we gather here the day before we celebrate the birth of Christ, we pray that your presence would be increased in this room, that your Holy Spirit would block from us any distractions, any things that would keep us from hearing what you want to say to each and every one of us this morning. Lord, I pray that the words that are spoken this morning would pierce not only our 
minds and challenge our understanding, but would find their way into our hearts that we too might be changed because God is with us. We pray it in the name of the one who came from heaven to be our salvation, even Jesus. Amen. Go into the temple and I'm gonna see the Savior. Go into the temple of God. Oh, oh my, look at all the people. Wow, this is, uh, this is quite a surprise. Uh, good, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope you're feeling fine. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh. The sun is just above the hill, another day for us to fill with all the things of God. La 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 la! I know that might be just a little much this early in the morning. But I can't help myself. I, I, I really, I, I, I just can't help myself. I like singing. Singing's my favorite. You know, I, I think everybody should be able to do that, so filled with God's Spirit that it just overflows, even in song, don't you? Would you agree? To it? It's not that hard. It doesn't matter if you can't remember a song. Don't worry about that. Just start singing, you know, like, I'm singing, I'm singing in the temple, and I'm singing for all to hear, because God is near. Ah, yes, there is. Singing. It's, uh, you know what? I know that guys joke about me. They call me Singing Simeon. And uh, I, I have to tell you, because uh, it, it, I haven't introduced myself, my name is Simeon. That is true. At your service. And uh, even though they joke about me singing Simeon type of thing, they also talk other ways about me. As they call me someone who is righteous and devout, a man of God. I don't know if I'm really that righteous and devout, or it's just that our society these days has gone so far that maybe I stand out. I'm not just talking about those outside, but even those who claim to be believers, so to speak, those who claim to believe in Jehovah. They end up going on their own path. They call themselves believers, but they live for themselves without a thought really for God, except as some religious times of the week. Now, I'm sure that doesn't happen in your day here. But for me, to be righteous and devout is not trying to be perfect. I'm not trying to do all the right religious stuff. I, I, I imagine that I am, but that's not really the point. 
It's not the point of, of, of all of this. It's about so much more than that. It's about the fact that I genuinely love God and have a real sense of His presence in a, a personal kind of relationship with Him. And so I think this being righteous just comes naturally, or if you will, supernaturally, out of, out of just who he is in me. You know, I, I'm prepared for God to work in my life and whatever he chooses. And so I constantly surrender more and more of me so that there is more and more room for him. Here. I can't help then to overflow with joy, and sometimes it comes out of my mouth. How about you? Are you so in love with God that the joy just overflows so much that you can't contain it? And not just on a day like today, on a Sunday, if you will, but every day. Every breath is one of praise. Every step is one of bringing glory to God. You know, one of my greatest hopes is the coming of the Messiah. I have looked and longed for that for so very, very long. And yet I need to tell you that my excitement has not in any way become less but only greater and greater which each passing day because I know that the day of his coming will be worth the wait. Many have, have, have given up looking. Many have given up looking and longing for the promised one but, but I have this promise and not just the promise but I have a, a, a promise from the Holy Spirit of God himself directly to me that I would see the Christ the Savior, before I die. This is the one the prophets foretold of all the way back even to Moses. This is the hope that I have been preparing my whole life to receive. And I will continue to seek Him, knowing that I will find Him. (laughs) To some, this sounds like the hope of a crazy old man. But this is the hope of God's holy word. And I groan inwardly as I eagerly wait for the adoption of a son, the redemption of my body. For in this hope we were saved, a hope that is, not, uh, that is seen is not hope. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. As I said before, no matter what happens, no matter how long, it will be worth the wait on this sovereign Lord before whom nothing and no one can stand in the way of His will. And I refuse to be like some of the older people I see around me. It seems like they just stop. They just sit on the sidelines waiting for some chariot of heaven to come down and pick them up and take them. There's no retirement in God's kingdom. And I will continue to serve him all of my days. 
joyfully. Not out of duty, but out of devotion. Because true love works. Wow. As I've come towards the temple this day, it is amazing how many people are out. How many people I see in everywhere around. It's craziness. Speaking of craziness. Hello, Eli. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, I am fine. I am heading to the temple for a very special day. And, and, and tell me, how about you, Eli? You're out passing around some gifts. Oh, I can't imagine people doing that at this time of year. Uh, but gifts, so, oh, yes, yes. Uh, okay, thank you. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take this. Sure, thank you. I think you want me to open it now. Okay, I will. Oh, look, <laughs> it's your family's famous fruitcake. <laughs> yes, I know. I know it's a special recipe passed down from your ancient ancestor, Methuselah. Actually, I think it, the whole fruitcake was passed down from Methuselah. Oh, thank you. But uh, anyway, uh, I've got to go, Eli. <laughs> uh, besides that, here's, here's my stop that I was singing about earlier. I'm going into the temple of God. The house of God is home to me. That's where I can enter into his presence, to enter in, to adore the king of creation. Because not just, and I do that every day, but today, today is not a normal day. Today, I believe something amazing, something spectacular is going to happen as I go into the temple that I will finally see this promised Savior. How can I know that? Because the Holy Spirit himself has moved me to the temple today. It is not my regular day to be here. But the Holy Spirit himself has very clearly directed me. And when the Spirit moves, I need to move. Some of you may be questioning how God can specifically direct people, but this story that we talk about this day, it happened over and over, even with angels speaking to some. Although I understand that, that you people, I, I, I will call you, uh, some call yourselves New Testament people, don't somehow recognize that the Holy Spirit of God has always been working in His story. And we missed, you've missed Him. But He is working in me. Surely out of all the believers throughout history, you not only understand the move of the Spirit, but you experience it as well, I hope. Am I right? Oh, look. There's, there's, there's a young man coming. This way. Could that be the one? I, 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 I really think, I've got a feeling about this. There's a young man coming this way. 
Uh, and I, I, I think that he could be the one. Hallelujah, hallelujah, and he shall reign forever and ever, and he shall reign forever and ever. I don't think that's him. Uh, well, I, I, I don't think so because I just saw following him was a woman that looks like his wife and she's carrying a baby. And that's not exactly a picture of who the, I think the Messiah is going to be. Although it's, it's kind of cool. I, I don't want you to misunderstand. It's great to see whole families coming together into God's house. In fact, for what they've come to do. And I'm always amazed at how tiny those babies are. I mean, they're obviously bringing this child here for a time of purification. I'm sure he's not much more than 40 days old. And they've come here to bring a sacrifice. Now, the sacrifice should be a lamb. But they don't look like they are, have enough be able to bring such a thing as that. In fact, the only lamb they have may be that little child. <laughs> uh, but the word of God gives for those who are not able another option that they can bring as a sacrifice. You see, they could bring a... Um, I tell you, my old age, I get all these sacrifices mixed up. You know, what's supposed to come, what was it that they can bring? Was it five golden rings? Uh, I know, uh, four calling birds, three, three French hens. Oh, no, two turtle doves. That's right. They're able to bring two turtle doves. Some call them pigeons, but whatever. They're able to bring two of those, and those will be what they could bring as their sacrifice. Nonetheless, I should meet them, greet them here. Greetings. My name is Simeon. And your name? Joseph. And this is your wife, Mary. Mary, I'm pleased to meet your acquaintance. I assume that you have come here to do what is customary under the law for the dedication of your firstborn. Although what I was about to learn was there was nothing customary about this day at all. I am here to help you to dedicate this young life. And it brings me great joy not only that you follow a noble heritage and you are following the word of God, but it just... It's so joyful to see those who want to follow the Lord in everything. Today we will consecrate your child to the service of God. So tell me, where was this child born? In Jerusalem here? No, in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. <laughs> well, at least that wasn't a long walk for you today, was it? In fact... I know it's a little town, but I often tell people from there with their children, I say, hey, listen, there, there's a lot to even be thankful for there as we think about that. You're in good company. You see, the prophet Micah foretold about Bethlehem. 
the prophet Micah said, But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be the ruler of Israel, whose origins are from old and the days of eternity. You know, that is talking about the Christ that is to be born. <laughs> I know, I'm sure you're thinking this ramblings of an old man, but it's things I think about. Uh, anyway, I, I forgot to ask you about his name. What, what do you call him? Jesus. Jesus. Hmm. Bethlehem. Baby. Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> well, y- yes. Jesus. Jesus, the name. It, it, it is. It, it must be. Tell me, how, how did you come by this name? Because in our culture, we don't just name whatever we want. There is a purpose to the naming. So, so, so how did you come to name this child Jesus? Because I, I'm sure you know that his name means Jehovah will save. I believe there is, there is something more to this child. Tell me. No, go ahead. I, it doesn't matter how crazy it sounds. How did you come up with the name Jesus? An angel told you to name him Jesus. <laughs> I totally believe it. I believe it. And I believe that he is the Savior. The one that has been foretold of. The one that we have waited for. He is my Savior. And now I can truly sing. Hallelujah. This. Oh, oh, please. Joseph, Mary. Tell me more. I want to hear all that God has done. In bringing about this wonderful thing. Uh, and they ask me, are you sure you're ready for this? I says, I can handle it. My heart's still okay. Because they said I got another, they had another crazy thing to tell me. That technically the child isn't Joseph's and Mary's. Instead, the child is Mary. And the Holy Spirit of God that came upon her because she was a virgin. I'm sure so many people in the world would have been, would have found this incredibly unbelievable, but I find it incredibly believable. I find it incredibly believable, not because I'm gullible, not because I just want to believe so badly. But I find it incredibly believable because that's what God said would happen. But unfortunately, so few search the scriptures and even fewer seem to believe them these days. How can you possibly be righteous and not? What God says in his word. For the prophet Isaiah in chapter 7 in verse 14 tells us, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. 
the virgin will be with child and you will give birth to a son and you will call him Emmanuel, God with us. I've been waiting for the king of glory to enter the temple and to take his place among us. And I must admit that I would not have expected this child, although I should have. I should have clearly expected it to be this way because that prophet Isaiah in just a little later in chapter 9 tells us very clearly, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. We're not celebrating here today just the birth of a baby. This is about the coming of the King of glory. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, but does not lift up his soul to what is false, and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O you gates. And be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty mighty in battle, lift up your head, gates, lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. I'm thinking about how exciting it is that the King of glory has come And yet as I talk with this couple about their journey, it is amazing to me that only a few people even recognized and gave any kind of room to this king of glory. In fact, the only people who recognized it at all were some of the lowest of our society, shepherds. The only reason they went was because the angels told them. No one else, when this couple entered this town... Of Bethlehem, yes, things were busy, things were going on. But not one was prepared to give room to this king of glory. Not one. Surely if you know who he is, it wouldn't have mattered how busy or crowded anything was. He would have cleared out space for the king of glory. But sometimes I think I can't really blame the people outside of the temple for this. That's where they're at. And then I look around me today. As this couple comes with the Messiah right here, there are people passing by. People who have come to worship God. People who have say that they are believers all around us and yet... Not a one has recognized this Messiah. How sensitive really are we? How open really are we to God? Just because we go into his house, so to speak. 
So many missed it. There is room. There should be room. But I am afraid that sometimes there is no room for the real Jesus in religion. They miss completely. Jesus who is right before their eyes. Does no one seem to be preparing for him to come into their lives? And I'm not talking about those outside the temple. I'm talking about those inside the house. Even a part of what you call church. Here's the crazy part. For hundreds of years, we have, thousands even, we have waited for this. And now it's just upon us. But for you, it has been thousands of years that has already come upon you. This Christ, this Messiah has come. And he has been there and yet still people miss him. Still people who are religious who say they believe. The reality is not. I come to this temple to enter the presence of God, but the reality is that the presence of God has come to enter. He has come to us. Man in his religion is constantly trying to reach up to God, but we have missed it because God has already reached down to us. And we are not prepared. To welcome him in. Have you prepared? Is there room in your heart? For there is in mine. As I talked with the young people further, I was amazed at their great faith, especially at their young age. I was amazed at the facts that they shared that only confirmed what my heart already knew that a Savior has been born, and he is Christ the Lord. And so I ask, may I I hold the child? May I embrace my Savior? Now that I've held him in my arms, my life can come to an end. Let your servant now depart in peace, for I've seen your salvation. He's a light to the Gentiles and the glory of your people. Is re Glory to God. Glory to God. It may sound odd that I could say that my life would come to an end, that I can die in peace, but I can because now everyone can live in peace. 
I'm ready. There, there is nothing more that I am waiting other than to be with my God in eternity. For death is not the end. It is not about leaving this earth. It is about coming home. At least for those who have allowed this Savior to enter into their life. Death is just the beginning of life everlasting. It is for all people because that is what God's plan has always been. Clearly back in what you call the Old Testament, all the way back, not only through the prophets, but all the way back to our father Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. For I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. God's people was always his plan to reach all people, to be and bring to them the blessing of him. Yet, dear parents, Joseph, Mary, I fear I must warn you about something. While this is the long-awaited promise, and it is great news, but it will not always be great for you. Especially for you, Mary. I, 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 I don't know what to say. Actually, I don't know how to say it. This great blessing of God, and it is, will become as well a great burden. For this Jesus cannot save us by just being born. This Jesus cannot save us just because of what he will do. He, as he walks this earth, he cannot save us merely by, by the truth that he teaches. He cannot save us by merely living a godly life as an example to all of us. Fulfilling the law even. He cannot save us but all the amazing miracles that surely will follow his life. And so many even today are looking for that deliverance from their present troubles. Even us, we are looking for deliverance from the Romans. As a nation, we just that's that Roman rule to be delivered. But true salvation can only come with deliverance from the rule of sin and death that separates us from God. We talk about how the Romans are our enemy. But we have not grasped that the word tells us we are God's enemies. And the only way that we can find peace with him is if someone will bridge that gap, be the mediator, and help us to find that peace with God. That is who this Jesus is. He's come to bring us back together with God forever. And so there is a greater calling. A hard road that lies ahead for this child is destined to cause the rise and fall of many in Israel. He will be a foundation stone for the humble that believe. But a stone of stumbling for the proud that think they are strong and rely on their own power and what they think is their own goodness that some will find even in their religion. 
not recognizing the need for a Savior as the only way. Mary, people will either accept or reject. There will be no middle ground. There are those who are for, and there will be those who are against. Unfortunately, so many will be against. Mary, I think you know the fate of prophets, the prophets of the past. And now with your son, Jesus, his fate will be so much more. There will come a day when even a sword will pierce your own heart because of this sign that will be spoken against. This Lamb of God that the prophet Isaiah in chapter 53 spoke of. This Lamb of God who will take upon Him the sins of the world. This suffering servant who will take our sin. I I know. But listen, we need to rejoice. Because as much of a burden it does not mean it is not something to rejoice about. Because this is what all of creation has worked itself to in this moment right here. Coming. We don't need to understand it all any more than I understood it earlier. We just need to recognize that Jesus is the answer. And in repentance we turn to Him turn to God and turn away from all that is not him we need to in this king of glory that has come in we need to make room and receive him into our temple will you let the king of glory come in have you Today, today is that day. For he is here. He is standing before you to be welcomed in. There are some of you that would say, yes, yes, did that long ago. I invited the King of Glory, the Savior, Jesus, to come in. But truth be told, you don't know where he is right now. You invited him in. But I think for many, you didn't realize that he got left outside. And he's at the door knocking to come back in. Will you do that today? whether it be for that first time or just again, to open up that we might adore Him for all that He is. 
I would ask that you would uh, just consider this. That this Holy Spirit of God that spoke to me, you would allow him to speak to you this day. And where you are at. Even as you would take this one last time to listen to a song of a, an old man again. Listen for the Spirit of God. History now unfolds. See the star shine on the virgin photo. Angels sing and light up the sky. Oh, brings out in a newborn's cry. Swing wide, you ancient gates. For Christ is born today. Prepare him room. Prepare him room. Let the King of Glory enter in. God with us, the promise has come to be. Prophets were longing to see in the darkness of raising light to the hungry the words of life. His kingdom now is near for those with ears to hear.
sense in my role let me lead you there just to pray with me Lord Jesus I need you I need you to be my savior my deliverer not merely from all my problems, but from my main problem. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And I ask that you would forgive me of my sin. And that you would come into my life. And to be my Savior and Lord. Now and forevermore. I surrender to you. And Lord Jesus, I pray for those would say in their life they have done that. But in many ways, they came in, so to speak. They met you. But the reality is that there's not been a relationship that has continued, that is personal, vital, and real since that day. And perhaps all they've had is religion. It is time for a real relationship with the King of glory. Even for those, Lord, right now, help them to surrender to you. To let you come in. To clean out all the areas. And that you would come in and take control. And that our hearts would be so full of you that we cannot help but sing glory to your name. We cannot help but come and worship and adore you. Thank you, Jesus.